normal time. But all of us here this morning, the truth of the matter is that we are all abnormal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, as we go, as we go into the world, you will understand better what I mean by that. But let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. I pray, oh God, that you will speak through me. Let my tongue be made the pain of a ready writer, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. I decrease that you may increase. Speak through me, Lord. Bless your people. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. This morning, I'll be speaking on what I titled, Make a Switch. Make a Switch. Make a Switch. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19, from verse number 21, it says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. That's from the King James. The English Standard Version puts it this way. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. It is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this morning I am preaching on what I titled Make a Switch. Now, many people will ask me, Pastor, what do you mean by a switch? Now, a switch is simply an act of changing to or adopting one thing in a place of another. So a switch is simply an act of changing to something from something else or adopting one thing in the place of another. Now, if you notice, if you have been around for a little while, you will understand that things have changed and things will continue to change. Now, we no longer want to settle for the status quo as believers, hallelujah. You see, things have changed and we ourselves uh, must position ourselves uh, for the change that is happening all around us. The truth of the matter is that many of us, uh, we have been so used to the environment uh, to where we find ourselves uh, that it is difficult for us to change even when we are uncomfortable, we are still comfortable in our discomfort. And so the scripture is saying to us now, in Proverbs 19, 21, that there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Hallelujah. Now, many of us here this morning, we have come, we have ideas, we have things in our heart that we are thinking of. We want to do this, we want to do that. But hear me, church, this morning, let me announce to you that the Bible says it is the counsel of the Lord that will stand for your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let me let me let me let me say some things quickly before I continue. Here, these people of God, every man of God, every woman of God, every child of God, everyone born of the Spirit of God must have a vision for your life. Now, if I ask you this morning, what is the vision for your life? What are you seeing for your life? Where do you want to be in the next five years? What do you want to achieve in the next 10 years? How do you want to see your family? How do we want to see the church progress? You see, many people, because they only see with their physical eyes and their eyes of faith is limited, they move by sight and not by faith. 
And hear me, people of God, we as children of God, God has given us a sixth sense. Normally, they say we have five senses, but as children of God, we have six senses. And the sixth sense is the sense that is given to us by the Spirit of God. So the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we must understand that our being here on earth is not by accident, but God had a plan and a purpose for your mind, for your life. Hallelujah. Now in Jeremiah 29, verse number 11, the Bible says, the thought that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil. Hear me, people of God, if God can think about me, if God can think about you, what can God not do for you? What can God not do in your life? What can God not bring to pass in your life? So every man, every woman must have a vision and you must have a plan and your vision and your plan must align with the word of God. If your vision and your plan does not align with the word of God, it's mere uh, infatuation. It's mere wishful thinking. Your vision and your plan must align with the plan of God for your life. Otherwise, your life will be full of crises. May God forbid Hallelujah. Now, I have said this to people many times, uh, that many people said, I want to be successful. I want to achieve this. I have a vision. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be there. But hear me, people of God, success does not just happen like that. Success does not just happen like that. Success, I have defined, is where opportunity and preparedness meet. Where opportunity and preparedness meet. That is what we call success. So, for instance, you want to travel, you want to go on a holiday, but you don't have a passport. You don't have a passport and you're talking about traveling. The first thing to do when you think about traveling is to have a passport. Are you understanding me, people of God? So, success is where opportunity and preparedness meet. We hear believers, they keep quoting scriptures, they keep shouting, they keep naming it and claiming it, and they don't put themselves in a position to accomplish what they are naming and claiming. And at the end of the day, they become frustrated, and they now begin to say, oh, that church, nothing is happening in that church. They start looking for the church next door to move, failing to understand that they are the problem. It's not the church that is the problem. It's not the word of God that is the problem is them not preparing themselves when the opportunity presents itself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you want to do business, you have to have the ideas. You have to have the right documents. You have to have the acumen, the business acumen for what you want to do. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, I want to do business. What do you want to do? Do you have the ideas? Do you have the intuition? Do you have the right document? Have you done this before? Think about that. Prepare yourself. Get yourself ready because things are not normal anymore. They are not the same they used to, to be like when you knew them before. Things have changed and things will continue need to change. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So every step of the way, we must trust the Lord. We must trust God for something that we are hoping him to do for our lives. Some people may trust God for a car, but they don't know how to drive. They're trusting God for a car. They don't know where to put the key in the ignition. Hear me, people of God, if you want to be successful, you must prepare yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We see in the scriptures, in the book of Ruth, we see how uh, Ruth and Naomi, we see how Naomi and Ruth 
and, and, and lost all they had, lost their family. Elimelech died, Chilon and Malon died, and, 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 and Naomi was left with the, the, the daughters-in-law. And the Bible says it came to a time that Naomi said to herself, you know, ah, it's too much for me. I cannot have a son anymore. Ruth, you two must leave. Go and find a man to get married to but hear me, people of God, it came to a season that Ruth said, wherever you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Understand this, sir. It came to a day in the life of Ruth that her mother-in-law said to her, baby, we must do something. You must rise up. Don't settle for the status quo. I know I've lost my son. I know I've lost, I, I, I've lost my, my husband. I know I've lost everything I have. But listen to me. God is preparing something bigger than what we lost. Hallelujah. I came to say to you, many of us, we've been through a lot of stuff. I was sharing with Pastor Nick. I was in the hospital for 15 days, 10 days on oxygen, 17 cylinders of oxygen. Everybody had given up. Nobody was thinking I was going to come out, but God brought me out because God had a bigger and a better plan for my life. I have come to assure you today that what you have been through is just a test of where God wants to take you to. So hold on because God is going to change your life. So we see how, how, how Naomi said Naomi said to Ruth, wash yourself, change your clothes, anoint yourself, go down to the threshing floor, go down to, to, to the threshing floor of a man named Boaz and you will find our Kingsman Redeemer. Hear me, God has prepared a way out for you. God has prepared a way out for you. Hallelujah. You will not die where you are. Where you are at the moment is just a stepping stone to a bigger and a better future that God has for your life. Hallelujah. Hear these people of God. Many of us believers, we don't want to face challenges. But for every level in life, there are challenges. Every level God wants to take you to, there will come new challenges. I mean, Bishop T.D. Jakes once said that new levels brings new devils. So the devils you used to fight yesterday are not the devils you you, 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 you you will be confronted with in your future. Understand this. You will have to face bigger and mightier and more troublesome and more difficult situations in life. Because you see, the bigger the, the battle, the tougher the battle, the greater the victory. And when the victory comes, it changes your life. It, 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 it changes your, your circumstance. It changes your situation. So hear this. Challenges have come, but they have come to make you better than you were before. Hallelujah. Many of us have been through challenges. Many of us we have been through and we are still going through financial challenges. We are going through challenges in our marriages. We are going through challenges in our, in our children's lives. Many things are happening around us. But hear me, God has a better plan for you. So new levels, they will always bring new devils. Opportunities will come with challenges. What and how you see them and react to them determines the outcome of that situation. Yummy people of God. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You might not have seen it now. You might not see it tomorrow. You might not see it next tomorrow. But God has a future for you. God thinks about you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Now, you know, when, when, when Jeremiah 
chapter 29, verse number 11 says that the thought that I think towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil. Now, now God was actually saying that the original intention that I have for your life uh, is what must manifest in your life. Hear me, God did not make you an accident going somewhere to happen. God make you, made you with an intention in mind. God made you with an intention in mind. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26, it says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Now, that small word, us, U-S, it means me, myself, and I. And so, Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, Verse number seven, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, and these three are one. And so when the disciples, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were trying to corner Jesus, uh, and they were asking him some critical questions, uh, and in John chapter eight, verse number 58, Jesus said to them, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Hear me, people of God, Jesus was before Abraham. In the Bible, in John chapter one, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word dwelt amongst us. Hear me, people of God, there is nothing too big for God. In Genesis chapter 18, verse number 14, the Bible says that when these three visitors, men or angels, whatever you call them, visited Abraham, the Bible says, and they said at the end of the after the dinner, after the food, they were served, that Sarah thought that they were just because they had eaten and their belly was full, they wanted to say something. And they said unto Abraham, Next year, about this time, your wife shall be with a child. Your wife shall be with a son. And Sarah was behind the door and she laughed. Ah, oh, my God. You see, there is nothing that is hid that is not made manifest before God. And so God revealed to them that this woman had laughed. And one of them said, the one of them said in Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? I don't know what you are faced with this morning. I am saying to you, nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too difficult for God. You might have said, oh God, you know, I've been serving you. I've been coming to church, look at what is happening to me. I have come to say to you, it is not over until God says it is over. Don't settle for the status quo. Make a switch. Add change from where you are at the moment. You have to have a mindset of forward thinking. You have to have a mindset that where I am at the moment is not where God wants to terminate my destiny. Your, where you are at the moment is just a comma in your equation. But God has a destination for your life. And God has a destination for your destiny in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people of God, in this day and age, we that are in ministry, you will understand that there are many prophets. There are many false prophets. Uh, uh, I said prophets. That means they are genuine ones. And there are many false prophets that have gone into the world today. They are on social media. Many people, they are pastors on social media now. You know, they cast out demons on social media. You know, <laughs> they heal the sick on social media. They do all kinds of things. And you give an offering also on, 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 on online. They, they will now put a catch on the side, giving, you give to this and whatever, whatever. So, so you see, if we, if we settle for what church was before, I'm telling you many churches would close down. 
Because many people, they, they, they watch first service online. They watch second service online. How much time is left for them to come to fellowship together? The Bible says that we must not forsake the assembly of saints together as the manner of some is. In Acts chapter 2, the reason why the church had so much power, because the Bible says the people came together. They, they broke bread together. They were in prayer. They went from house to house in fellowship. That was when they prayed. And, 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 and the Bible said the place where they were where, where they were praying shook. And when Peter came from that place and he preached a sermon, 3,000 people got saved. The church grew from 120 to 3,120. That is why we are not seeing so much power in the church anymore because Christians have become lackadaisical. We have become slothful. We are too satisfied with the status quo. We are too comfortable in our discomfort. We want everything on a microwave, on a bench, on a bed of roses. Hear me, church, must get past that now. We must rise up in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, in prayer and in fasting, and in coming together and breaking bread. Bible says, Proverbs 27, 17, that iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpened the countenance of his brethren. If we have been used to sleeping, we have been used to being slothful, we have been used to being careless in our prayer, this is the time that we must rise up. Because we have to make a switch. The world is not going back to where it was before COVID. Hear me, church? This is the time that the church must go out uh, into the highways and the byways uh, and take back the lost for Jesus and do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Your faith must be put to test. Your faith must propel you to do good things. Uh, are you hearing me, church? You must position yourself to accept the new realities uh, and balance the equation. Balance the equation with the word of God. The word of God is the integer. It is the foundation. It cannot be divided wrongly, but it can only be divided rightly. And when the word of God is divided rightly, hear me, church, many will come to know him as their Lord and personal Savior. There's revival break forth. What are we doing? Pastor Nick was sharing with me in America. I was in America in, in July and in September. Hear me, people of God. I went to a church. There were eight people in the church. Uh, and I asked myself, what is happening? I came to UK the other day. I went to a church. There were few people in the church. And I said to somebody in the church, I said, if this continues like this, in the next five years, this church will be closed. Uh, that's why we see churches are closing down. They are turning into mosques. They are turning into shops. They are turning them into stores. Because we be believers, we are too satisfied with where we were yesterday. See, not knowing that church has moved past that stage. Church, we need to have a Holy Ghost rebirth. We need to have fire in our bones. We need to rise up and say, enough is enough. We are going forward. Let me bring you a word of encouragement this morning. Isaiah chapter 42, verse number 9. Bible says, behold, the former things have come to pass. And new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you. Hear me? The same scripture is repeated in Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 18. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. What God was simply saying, make a switch. Forget about your past. Look up into the future because there are glorious and mighty things that I want to do for the church. Hear me, church, for too long we have been in one place. It says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. 
and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's not an easy thing to make a way in the wilderness. We all know a wilderness is a dry land. A wilderness is a place of nothing. But if God says, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness, nothing can stop it from coming to pass. Nobody can stop it from coming to pass. Many of us in church today, our lives are like wilderness. But God says, forget about where you were yesterday. Behold, I am going to do a new thing in your life. I'm going to do a new thing in your marriage. I'm going to do a new thing in your family. It says the former things, they, ha they have come, but they have come to pass. They have not come to stay. Hear me, church, today is another day. God is changing your story. God is doing a new thing for you. In the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Ask God to lead you this morning. Father, help me. Help me to accomplish this. What must I do? Where must I go? How should I look up? What must I do? Ask God this morning because God wants to do a new thing in your life. I am feeling it in my spirit that many people here this morning, next year by this time, your life would have gone a 360 degrees. God would have turned your life around because God brought you here for a time and a season like this. You are not here by accident. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says to everything, there's a time and there's a season. When your season comes, nobody can stop it. Some of you think that God works according to the clock. God does not work according to that clock. God does not work according to chronological time. God works according to the Kairos moment. Kairos means the opportune time, the appointed time. Somebody, this time is your appointed time. It's your opportune time. The time for your opportunity to rise up. The time for your opportunity to say enough is enough. I got to do something. I got to step out in faith. I have to rise up in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and tell the devil enough is enough. For too long my family is under attack. For too long my business, my finances, the church is under attack. This is our season. This is our time. Hear this. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 2, verse number 21, that it is God that changes the times and the seasons. It is not man. Man will try to affect your destiny. They will try to hinder you. But as long as Lamentations chapter 3 Verse number 37, the Bible says that who is it that have spoken and it come to pass uh, when God has not commanded. Whatever God has commanded is what will happen. For he says in Isaiah chapter 8, uh, when we look at verse 10 downwards, he says if they associate themselves together, it shall come to naught. Uh, if they take any counsel against you, it shall not stand. If they speak any word against you, it shall not come to pass. Because God is for us. Who can be against us? Church, God is for you this morning. People of God, God God is working his purpose out concerning your life and nothing shall stop the new thing that God wants to do in your life from happening for you. Hallelujah. So let me, let me share with you uh, five points quickly that every child of God must do to make a switch. Number one, number one, let go of your past. Let go of your past. Let go of your past. You see, many of us, there's a, there's, there's a monkey holding on to our back. 
until we let loose, we let go, we remove that monkey out of our backs and say, enough of you troubling me, enough of this garbage, enough of this load. You need to shed that excess baggage. Let go of past failures. Uh, many times when we begin to talk, we begin to talk about, you know, like the children of Israel, when we were in Egypt, we are having these, we had that, we are enjoying this and enjoying that. Hear me, people of God, God says, I will do a new thing for you. I will do more than what you had before. In fact, in the difficult times, in the wilderness, I will make a way. In the desert, I will cause waters to flow. Hear me, what is more difficult for man to do? Listen, God can do it. God can make it happen for you. But you have to forget about those things. You have to let them go and plug in to what God is doing in the now. God is in the business of the now. If you are still in yesterday, God has gone past that. Hear me today. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. Church, that's a word for you this morning. Number two, quickly. Let your faith be fixed on God. Let your faith be fixed on God. Hallelujah. You know, many of us, because of the opportunities that sometimes present themselves to us, we tend to remove our eyes from God and begin on to look on the things that are, are, are in front of us or the things that avail themselves. But hear me, let your focus be on God. When your focus is on God, your faith is fixed. The psalmist declared, my, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. Hear me. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. So even though we have not seen, we believe. The reason why we are in church is because we believe even though we have not seen. How many of you have seen Jesus? You know, I know some of you, you came from heaven to earth. We are from earth and then we are on our way to heaven. Understand me, I am not like you. I have not seen Jesus before. But I know by the books who Jesus is. And I believe by the books and I am convinced of who Jesus is. And so the conviction of my faith, even though I have not seen him, but I believe. Even though I have not seen God, but I believe. But the Bible says, watch this now, verse 2. How did Abraham, Isaac, um, 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 Jacob, how did Hannah, how did Rebekah, how all those people, David, Solomon, how were they blessed? Well, verse 2 says, for by it the people of old received their commendation. Hear me, people of God. I don't know uh, whether Bill Gates, whether, um, what do you call him, Jeff Bezos, whether Jack Ma, any of them of date, of present age, is richer than, than, than Solomon was. Bible says the queen of Sheba, she came in a pomp and in a pageantry. She came to bluff. She came to show off. When she, she now got to the forecourt of, of, of Solomon's house, and, and, and they now opened a small back door store for her, and she saw what was in the store. The Bible says she packed her goods. She called herself and said, oh boy, be, let's be going, let's be going. This one is too much for us. The Bible says his breakfast in the morning was a thousand bullock. Hey, a thousand bullock. Can you imagine how much that would cost in today's money? So imagine that. The Bible says even though we have not seen, but we must believe. It says it is by this same faith that these people, 
In fact, Scripture makes us to understand that we children of God, born of the Spirit, led by Christ, we are of a better covenant than those people in those days. So we must accomplish more. We must enjoy more. We must get more. We must be blessed more than Abraham Isaac was blessed. The Bible says he sowed and he was blessed a hundredfold. Hear me, people of God. God can do more for you this morning. And in verse 3 says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created. I was not there when God created the heavens and the earth. But I know there's a heaven, there's an earth. I know there is a sun. I know there is moon. I know there's water. I know there's air that I breathe. Hear me. I was sharing with Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Nick. When I was sick, when I was in the hospital, 10, 10 days I was on oxygen. 17 cylinders of oxygen in Sierra Leone money. One oxygen is 1.3 million leons. By the time I got out of hospital, just for the oxygen, it cost me 22.3 million leons. By the time I could get out of the hospital, I spent $5,500. If I quantify the oxygen that I have, I am, what's my age now? I'm 58 years. 58 years of age. If I quantify from the day I was born, February 4, 1965, to today, 58 years, every day the air that I breathe, if I quantify it by 1,300,000, oh boy, where would I get that money to pay God? Where will I get the money to pay? None of us can pay God. Though the Bible says, by faith we understand, not by works, not by ourselves, not by who we know, not by our education, not by our academia, not by our wealth, not by, by how beautiful our wives or our husbands are. Hear me, by faith we understand that God is going to do a new thing for me. That God is going to do a new thing for you. That God is going to do a new thing in your life. You might not see it like now. You might not feel like it now. But hear me. When a woman gets pregnant, uh, in the first few weeks, uh, she starts feeling some stuff. Uh, but there, there, there's, there's nothing to show. And you say, why, 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 why are you having this morning sickness all the time? I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm fine. And you know, I'm tired. I am dead. I am that, I am that. Hear me. But when it keeps progressing, when something starts happening, the baby starts forming in the womb. The baby starts going six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks, twenty-four weeks. My God, my God, my God. Something begins to show. It begins to protrude. It begins to do like this now. It begins to do like this. It begins to do like the woman begins to do like this. Then you know something is happening. But you see, when you go to the doctor and the doctor runs a test, now it's easy. You can do it from home. And then you say, honey, I am pregnant. I what did you say? He says, and you say, I am pregnant. But you see, even though, even though you have not seen the baby, but yet you believe. Uh, yummy people of God. Well, that cannot be compared with what God can do for you. Yummy God is making a way for somebody this morning in the name of Jesus. God is going to turn your life around. Let me, let me, let, let me, let me just run through these points quickly. Number three. Number three. The third thing you must do. Enlarge your coast. Enlarge your coast. Enlarge your coast. Enlarge your coast. In other words, what am I saying? Increase your capacity. You know, in this day and age, if you, what you knew 20 years ago is what you want to build with. I'm sorry for you. You become obsolete. You become dead, dusted. You become archived. You'll be put in the shelf before you are dead. Because you see, times have changed. Times have changed. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here in, 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 in UK. And my son is saying to me, oh, Papa, what's the password? What's the password for, for iTunes? I said, well, I want to download something. 
and he's seven years old. He wants to download. And he's just downloading, downloading, downloading. They're asking me some questions. I wonder if I, at that age, I never knew any of those things. I never. I never knew any of those things. The, thing, the, the things they do, the things they say. And, 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 and one day, my, my, my teacher looked at my son, and he said, your, your, your head is like a brain box. That by the time the teacher writes, he knows what the teacher is writing. And he said, teacher, no, this is not correct. I said, before you give, you, you, who, who, who will do that in school? You, you understand what I'm saying? So if you don't enlarge your course, don't increase your capacity, you will, you, there will come a time you, you won't have a job to do. You won't have a job to do. Because many of us, what we knew in 1965 when we went to school is what we are still thriving on. God says in Isaiah 54, he says, um, Isaiah chapter 54, he says, Sing, O thou barren, thou that didst not bear children. Now he says, begin to rejoice. Because be, begin, to, begin to build your house. Don't, don't settle for, 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 that, for, for that one bedroom apartment. Begin to look forward to a bigger house, enlarge your course, enlarge your capacity, because I am going to do a new thing in your life. You see, if you don't expand, if and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and say enough is enough. I am stepping forward. I am going forward. I am doing what I could not do before. I am taking back my destiny into my hands. If you need to go back to school, go back to school. If you need to study, begin to study. I know it is not easy to study for some of us that are old, but hear me, every day I keep enrolling in one course or the other. Whether I finish or I start, I will do it. Hear me, people of God. Start equipping yourself for tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will present to you. Hallelujah. Enlarge your coast. I mean, now we are talking about cryptocurrency. We are talking about bitcoins. We are talking about trading online. We are talking about all those things. And we are talking about making money online. Every business is online. I was sharing with Pastor Nick again. My sister was in Africa for like six months. She was in, she in Sierra Leone, but she was working in the UK. She had a, her laptop, everything. She was a short social worker, Kensington and Chelsea. But all her work was being done correctly. Every day she was working. But she was in Africa. Before it never happened. You have to physically be in an office. You have to sit down uh, eight hours, nine hours to work in one place. Now you can be working from anywhere you are in the world. Hear me? We are holding meetings. Even when I'm here as the, as the general secretary of the Pentecostal Fellowship of Sierra I'm working. I'm typing letters. I'm writing letters. I am, I'm, I'm giving queries. I am, I am, I am I'm, I'm giving notices. I am holding meetings. Even when I am not in Sierra Leone. Because... The world has changed. I have desired to enlarge my course and increase my capacity. I don't want to look like some uh, 18th century general secretary that, uh, you know, every, how many of you know typewriter? You know typewriter? You know, back, 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 back. Some people cannot even use computer now. They, 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 as far as they are concerned, they have been used to one style. You hear me? Things have changed. Things have changed and will continue to change. It's not going to get better. It is not going to get better. Let no pastor tell you that things are going to get better. It's not going to get better. Hear me, people of God. It is you that must change. If you don't change, change will change you. 
Let me finish. Number four, seize the moment. Somebody say, seize the moment. Somebody say, seize the moment. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. Let's see what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes chapter, where are you? Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse number 1. Sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Uh, is it on the screen? Okay. What's number 11? Sorry, 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, not a battle to the strong, no bread to the wise, no riches to men of understanding, no favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. So, you see, in the world today, the opportunities avail for everyone. So, it is you that enlarge your course, that you that believe by faith, you that you, 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 are, you are doing something that will increase your capacity. Because it says time and chance. Everybody's looking for what you are looking for. But if you are like everybody, who will succeed? Somebody has to be there to be different. You have to do things differently from what others are not doing. Otherwise, 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 it says now, time and chance, they happen to everyone. So what you are looking for, somebody's looking for. What you want to do, somebody wants to do it. But you must make the difference as a child of God. Because you are moved by the Spirit of God. You are led by the Spirit of God. You have a sixth sense. Other than the sense of seeing or smelling and touching and tasting. Which one is the fifth one? Huh? Hearing. Thank you, sir. Some of, are, see, some of us are old now. But then you have the sense of the Spirit of God. The Bible says, even the things that we don't know, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will help us. He will lead us. He make an intercession for us. Even when we don't know what to pray, He prays with us. He prays for us. Hear me, people of God. That's why we are special. That's why we are not ordinary. That's why we as children of God, we have what others do not have. So I say to you this morning, seize the opportunity. Don't let those opportunities pass you by. Next time I come here, I must hear a testimony that one year ago I was this, now I am that. One year ago, this happened to me because you stepped up in faith. Hear me, people of God, every day must be a challenge for you. Don't let every day be a problem for you. There's a difference between problem and challenge. Problem poses themselves to bring you down. Challenge poses themselves for you to surmount them and get to where God wants you to get to. And do the extraordinary. Listen to me. You must have the guts to look at the enemy eyeball to eyeball and say, enough is enough. Get off my way. I am going forward. I can't settle for where I was last year. Because, hear me, doctors have said now, in fact, some of them are beginning, they, 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 they have started repenting of what they told us before. That was right. Now they are saying it's not right anymore. How many of you have had that before? How many of you had Dr. Fauci? You have had all those people. Now they are telling us, oh, you know this COVID, you have to live with it too. I'm telling you, 300,000 people will die in Africa. In my country, we, we didn't have, up, even 200 people did not die. I'm telling you. Huh? Now they are telling us, oh, you know, I knew people that took uh, the first vaccine. They took the second one. They took the, the, the booster. They took another one. And they had COVID. And some of them died. Yeah, true. And some people that did not take COVID, they are still alive. The vaccine, they are still alive. They are still breathing. 
I had four COVID tests. All was negative, but I was still sick. I had chronic pneumonia. 40% of my lungs collapsed. But you see, when God is on your side, God will raise you up. That's why I'm here today. Otherwise, I could not be here. God raised me up. God brought me out. God did a miracle in my life. He did a new thing in my life. Many people died. I'm not better than them, but God brought me out. Hear me, God, that same God is still upon the throne. He says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord, I change it not. So seize the moment. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. Grab it, even though you don't look like it. Grab it. Esther was a slave girl. She was, she, in fact, her original name was Adassa. They had to change her name to Esther. What they did not understand, that her, her name, that they changed her name to was God, a star. Esther means star. And so, so when, when, when they went and paraded before the king, number one came, number five, number seven, number ten came. And when, when they got, got to number twelve, and Esther, Esther, a slave girl, lost her parents and came on the scene. And the king said, oh boy, I have not seen a baby like this before. Wow, this is beauty. This is what I want to see. And the king stretched forth his hand. And, 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 and you know when the king stretched forth his hand, what it means. Uh, and cut a long story short, uh, the Bible says when the turn of Esther came, hear me, people of God, uh, your turn will surely come. Your turn will surely come. When your turn for God to do a new thing for you, God will favor you like he favored, like he preferred Esther. God will prefer you like he preferred Daniel. God will prefer you like he preferred Joseph because God knows those that are his. So seize the moment. Don't say, I am not, I'm not up to the task. God will qualify those he called. God does not call the qualified. He qualified those that he called. You might not be qualified. You might not be up to it, but God will make it happen for you. Hallelujah. Finally, number five. Number five, maximize the moment. Maximize the moment. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. The Bible says that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hear me, people of God, I have read this scripture more than a thousand times, and even my sons, they know that this is our father's favorite scripture. In Sunday school, children's school one day, they were giving the children memory verses, and they gave my son Philippians 4.13. And he ran to me, said, Papa, look at your scripture, that your scripture. They must know what you like, you know. Because I tell them that you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. My son started school in nursery. Since he started coming first in class, up to today he's coming first. One day he came third. We had to literally counsel him. He cried and he cried and he cried and he cried. And we had to talk to him. And he said, Papa, don't worry. Next time I will beat them again. And he went to school and he came first. Since that day, he's been coming. And when I'm talking about force, it's not 60, 70, 90 upwards, 90% upwards. Every time. Every time. You know what? He made up his mind that I will seize the moment. I will maximize my potential. I will not take no for an answer. I'm telling you, you have that ability. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens us. You are not ordinary. The greater one lives inside of you. Don't let anybody talk you out of your miracle. Don't let anybody tell you that it cannot happen. Don't let anybody look down upon you. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God crafted you. God made you. God fashioned you to overtake, to take over, to recover, and to be blessed. Hear me? 
But you must be ready to make a switch. God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, take thee out of thy country and go to a place that I will show you. He did not ask him questions. He did not question. And he left. He came to a time in the life of Abraham and, uh, and, 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 and Lot. And, 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 and Lot, Lot, Lot had a problem with Abraham's um, 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 hearts, man, and there was trouble. And then, cut a long story short, and Abraham said, let's part ways. And Lot looked at the land before him. He said, this one is fair. This one is green. This is the one I want. And Abraham said, okay, you can have it. You go that way. I will go that way. That is what we call faith. Even though he did not see, but he believed that, that the God that called him is able to do exceeding abundantly, more than we can ever ask or think. Hear me, God will do something for you today. God will change your life. God will bless your life. God will open doors for you. God will make a way. Where it is tough, God will come through on your behalf. Where things have come against you, God will fight for you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 49, verse number 24, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Shall the lawful captive be delivered? Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. Hear me, God will contend with those that contend with you. God will fight those that fight against you. Get ready because God is waging war on your behalf. From today, victory will be your portion. From today, everywhere you step, God will order your steps. God will go before you. He will make the crooked path straight and the rough edges plain. He will order your steps into your place of destiny into your place of allocation. Rise up and say, enough is enough. I will take back what belongs to me. David, David in 4 Samuel chapter 30, as I close, in verse number 8, the Bible says David came back and he met Ziglag who was overrun. The Amalekites had invaded, taken his wives and his children and, his, and all these this people, burnt the place. And David, the Bible says he cried, he wept until he could weep no more. Hear me, every child of God must come to a place where you must say, enough is enough. I am tired of crying. I am tired of waiting. I am tired of, 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 of waiting for, for one thing to happen. I must rise up. And the Bible says David called for his servant and he said, bring me the effort and he consulted God and God said oh boy this is your time you rise up and he says pursue them and he says overtake them and you shall recover all hear me child of God if David did not cry to God he did not rise up and if God did not speak to him by his still voice and told him to pursue to overtake and recover he could have been like any one of us here but hear me today by the grace and the power and the anointing of God that is coming upon your life that spirit to pursue that spirit to recover, that spirit to overtake is coming upon your life. Whatever has been stolen from you, God will cause you to recover. God will cause you to take over. God is breaking the bands of wickedness that has pursued your life even up to this morning in the name of Jesus. Whatever has troubled you, whatever has caused you pain, whatever has caused you anguish, may the almighty God arise on your behalf. May God destroy the works of darkness for your sake in the name of Jesus. Somebody rise to your feet this morning as we pray. As we pray this morning. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you praise for your people, O oh God. Father, we pray this morning, O oh God. Let the spirit of we can do all things rise up in us, O oh God. Let the spirit of despair and despondency be removed from our hearts and our lives, O oh God. Father, we are not weak, but we are strong, O oh God. We are not weak, but we are strong, O oh God. Lord, empower your children. Empower your people to go out into the highways and the byways and the marketplace and take back what belongs to them and take their children, take their loved ones, take their families. Uh, everyone that the enemy has caused trouble in their families, uh, in their homes, in their children's lives, O oh God. Today, I 
cancel the plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Today I terminate the works of darkness that has been hindering their progress and the advancement in life. I break that yoke in the name of Jesus. I break that yoke now in the name of Jesus. Father, I come against the spirit of infirmity, plaguing them with any sickness, any disease. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind their powers. I render them impotent. I render them useless. I render them null and void now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for your people this morning, O oh God, as their hands are lifted up, so their hands will be lifted over their enemies, O oh God. So their hands shall be lifted over their enemies, O oh God. Their hands shall not be weak. They shall not be weary. They shall not faint in the name of Jesus. Lord, as their hands are lifted up, O oh God, bless them. Bless the work of their hands, O oh God. Open doors for them. Make a way where there seem to be no way. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray today for a turning point. I pray that they will make a switch, O oh God. They will not settle for the status quo, but they will rise up and seize the opportunity and seize the moment and maximize their potentials. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for the church, O oh God, that you will bless this church, O oh God. Cause them to increase physically, spiritually, numerically, financially. In the name of Jesus, bless the leadership. Bless the members. Bless them today as they go. Bless them as they come in. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know whatsoever things we desire, when we pray, believe, we shall receive it, O oh God. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory.